Don't sing songs to your pain. Sing songs about your victory. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of Chris Valentin's message about walking through pain. It's good stuff. Here's Chris. And so I, I want to say a few things about how do I get out of pain? And number one is, it's probably obvious, trust God. <laughs> James chapter one says, consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, how many of you know the James trial isn't testing your character? The James trial is testing your faith. Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance have its perfect result. You may be found complete, lacking in nothing. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all men without reproach. But let him ask without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the, by the waves. Let that man not believe he'll receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. What's the point? When I'm in trouble, what am I supposed to do? The first thing I'm supposed to do is go, God is going to help me. God's going to help me. I'm in trouble, and I trust God. I don't, you know what an idol is? Anything you have to check with before you say yes to God. I'm simply saying, like, the pathway out of my pain is I grab onto God, and I go, this pain is going to have a promise on the other end of it. I never go through pain with God without there being a promise at the other end. And I remind myself, this is not the last chapter of my book. Everything works out for good in the end. So if this isn't good, it's not the end. I want to say to people in this room, you've been divorced, you're going to love again. Your house has been broken, your, your children have left, they're coming back. Isaiah 60 says, and your sons will, be, will come from afar and your daughters will be carried in arms. I'm saying, get your hopes up. Well, they've been gone for 10 years. I don't care if they've been gone for 50 years. This is the 500th year of the Reformation. This is the 70th day of 70th year of Jubilee. This is the 38th year of the man at the, you get it, at the pool of Bethesda. I'm saying this year, this day, you go, my son's coming back this time. My home is going to be healed this time. My back, I'm going to get it prayed for again, and it's going to get well. How do you know? Because how many know physical obedience brings spiritual relief? And I'm saying, if, if you're in a trial, God's trials always come to a purpose. If God didn't cause the trial, he still, brings it, he still works it out for good in your life. How many know, if, you, if you're sick, Jesus said, you need a doctor. He said, the, the sick need a physician. Sometimes we don't go to the doctor because we're like, Jesus is going to heal me. That's all great, by the way. If you are supposed to not go to the doctor, I'm typically good with that. But sometimes we don't go to the doctor and we go, I believe Jesus is going to heal me. That's why I don't go to the doctor. And the truth is, I'm terrified of the doctor. I don't go to the doctor, not because I have great faith I'm going to get healed, because I have terrible, a terrible fear that the doctor is going to tell me something I don't want to hear. Do you know what, you know, in uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, it says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty for the destruction of fortresses. And it names three fortresses, thoughts, speculations, and lofty things. You know what a lofty thing is? 
anything that's bigger than God. Whatever I'm afraid the doctor's going to tell me, if I'm afraid of it, it says it got bigger than God. Uh, he might tell me I have cancer. Well, cancer's not bigger than God. I, I, I don't, I don't want to talk to my... I don't want to talk to the counselor because I might hear something that, that, that's wrong and I don't know what to do with it. How many understand it's not bigger than God? I remember being uh, in a, uh, doing a session with this uh, gal that um, uh, another prophetic guy and I were ministering to her and he was talking to her about her, her son and he was telling her that in the top drawer of your dresser, of his dresser, of his dresser, there's something under the his underwear in the top drawer of his dresser. And he began to see in the spirit that there was drugs in the top drawer of this young man's dresser. And I'm, and I'm watching her, and I'm watching as this prophetic guy is t- telling her this problem this, you know, about her son. And you know we're moving her towards, uh, obviously, a solution. And I realized by watching her that she knows her son's on drugs, and, and, and she doesn't know what to do, so she's pushed the denial button. And I said to her, you know that's true, don't you? You know your son's on drugs. And she said, well, I've never checked, but I'm pretty sure. Now, in other words, I think that problem's bigger than God, so I just avoid it, and maybe it'll go away. Maybe, but typically the monsters get bigger when you leave them alone. And I'm saying, you want to walk out of pain? You need to step into Goliath's. You need to step in to the valley and say, you, you big guy, you're coming down. This is the day the Lord's made. No more, not on my watch. Proverbs, we're talking about, we're talking about the source of your pain. Proverbs says, the spirit of a man can endure his sickness, but a broken spirit who can bear. There are times when the source of pain is is different than anticipated. I'll give you an example. We were um, at the Open Heavens Conference, and there were some people. We prayed for quite a few people in the green room. And this lady came in, and some folks said, hey, can, we, can you pray for her? And, and she had really severe back pain. And so we started praying for her. And while we were praying for her, I saw this big uh, shaft, um, uh, spear in her back. And it said, uh, it said abandon on it. And I'm like, uh Oh, I'm sorry, it said betrayal. It said betrayal on it. So we're praying for her, for her physical healing, and I'm like, huh. So it was an appropriate place. I mean, we weren't you know, ministering to the crowds or anything, not doing negative prophetic words. And I said to her, I see a big spear in your back, and it says betrayal. And when I said betrayal, she just started weeping, just weeping and weeping. So I said, you know, you know about that? And she said, yes, I know about it. And I said, okay, so... Uh, we're going to pull that out, and your back's going to get well. And she said, what do I do? I said, stand still. <laughs> she, she, this is what you do. Stand still. She said, okay. So I grabbed this. this you, do you understand it was invisible? Yeah, so I grabbed... <laughs> for some of the folks who are watching by Bethel TV. So I grabbed the, 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 the spear, and I pulled it out of her back like that. And she went like that, and, and then she, she started her crying got worse. And I said, you okay? She said, yeah, yeah my, my pain's all gone. My pain's gone. I said, yeah, okay, now. And I started to minister to her about forgiveness and about, you get the idea. 
and, and about, tr- about trust and about bitterness and about hatred. I didn't accuse her. I just said, now let's make sure that is there anyone you need to forgive? Is there, and you know, what am I doing? I'm making sure the spear don't end up in her back by the time she gets out of there, right? Because I don't know why it got there, but sometimes we invite those things. Not always, but sometimes we invite those things. My point is, she has something wrong in her body, but it's actually rooted somewhere else. And the point is, we got to find the source of the pain. And sometimes the source looks like it's over here, but it's actually over there. Number three, develop a culture of wholeness around you. Develop a culture of wholeness around you. Proverbs 25.20 Like the one who takes off a garment on a cold day, or like vinegar on soda, is he who sings songs to a troubled heart. You know, when you're, when you're not doing well, like when you're hurting, when you're in pain, don't listen to, you know, like the bridge over troubled water. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, I'm saying what you listen to matters. Like when you're in a time of, of, of pain, it's easy to like put on a song that mis- kind of like goes with the misery, you know, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a bridge over trouble. That isn't what you need to be singing right now. You need to be singing, did you hear the mountains tremble? Did you hear the singers roar? You get where I'm, you know why I'm not on the worship team now. <laughs> My point is, is that Proverbs says, don't sing songs to your pain. Sing songs about your victory. You're not here, you're not here to make your pain feel welcome. You're here to make your pain feel unwelcome. Are you with me? How do I get out of pain? Stop ministering to it. Oh, I'm my pain. It's not your pain. Tell it to go. I love this one. Proverbs 25, 19. I think this one fits my personality. Like a bad tooth or an unsteady foot is confidence in a faithless man in a time of trouble. Sometimes you've got to ditch people. You know, when you're miserable, you know who you like to be around? You, me, all of us. We like to be around other miserable people. Right? It's like, when you got a cold, you're like, I got a cold. It's like, Johnny has a cold too. And Mary, how do you know all these people have a cold? Because they all call each other. How are you feeling? Horrible. You know anyone else feeling horrible? Let's let's have a group call. No, let's not. I'm simply saying, we like to be around other miserable people because it kind of makes us feel normal. And I want to tell you, being miserable isn't normal. It's only common. Cancer is common, but it's not normal. Normal is the kingdom of God is not eat or drink, but help me, righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy is normal. I was on the couch for six months depressed. I I didn't like that verse. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. I'm serious. I didn't like it. It didn't make me feel hopeful. It made me feel shameful. Well, I must not be in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not eat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. And I'm like, suck, terrible, and depressed. I'm in some other kingdom. But how many know what I need is to read that verse? Are you following me? I don't need to comfort my misery. I don't need to hang out with other miserable people. I need to hang out with happy people. Who, anybody ever depressed and you're supposed to go to a party? 
and you don't feel, I don't want to go party. I feel so bad. It's time to party. <laughs> right? I mean, when it's time, when you're feeling bad, that's when you need to go to the party. I'm not talking about drinking. I'll leave it there. Okay. Come, listen. It's normal to have seasons of trials. If you're doing anything for God, you're going to have warfare. But, you know, you know the Psalms 23, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't build a tent there. I don't build a mansion there. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I lay by the still waters. I, I, I can take a nap by, by the, you know, whatever, what the other one is, the, the pastures. <laughs> The green pastures. I'm sorry. My brain is dead today. I can lie by the green pastures. I can, you know, build a house by the still waters. But when I get to the valley, I have to keep going. People, I, they, you know, because I wrote the Spirit Wars book, I get lots and lots of private Facebook messages and people are like, I, you know, I feel like I'm in a time of warfare. I always ask them, how long has it been? This is very common. 17 years. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not... <laughs> That's not a season, that's a lifestyle. And when you have a lifestyle, you know you have a lifestyle because you know all the other miserable people too because they all come, or come over to encourage you during home group. Right? You suck and I suck and we all suck. So let's just get mad at the people who are wealthy. Let's just build cases against them. Yeah. They probably stole the money from somebody. Otherwise, they'd be miserable like us. <laughs> we go around building cases against people who aren't miserable to help us feel better about our misery. How many know you're not going to get out of pain that way? You're feeding pain. I'm saying, don't feed pain. Make it uncomfortable for pain to stay. To stay. That was Chris Valatin, and you can find the message if you go to iTunes into the podcast store and look up Bethel Church Sermon of the Week, and it is actually from September, and it is entitled Walking Through Your Pain. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Morning Moxie, and if you have a chance, please go to iTunes and rate or review it just if you like it, and if you want to share it with your friends, that would be awesome. Hope you have a great day, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.